and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one wordy page of Talmud every day. And I mean it literally, because today's page, Yoma 86, finds the rabbis in a mood to talk about the power of words. Have a listen. Rabbi Yitzchak said, They say in the West, in Eretz Israel, in the name of Rabbi Barmari, Come and see that the attribute of flesh and blood is unlike the attribute of the Holy One. Blessed be He. With flesh and blood people, if one insults his friend with words, it is uncertain whether the victim will be appeased by him or will not be appeased by him. And if you say he will be appeased, it is still uncertain whether he will be appeased by words alone or will not be appeased by words alone. And one must try to appease him in other ways. But with regard to the Holy One, blessed be he, if a person commits a transgression in private, God is appeased by words. As it is stated, take with you words and return to God. And not only that, but God considers it as though he has done a favor for God by repenting. As it is stated, accept that which is good. In other words, God recognizes the immense power of our words. And it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the show today someone who not only knows the power of words, not only has been a longtime custodian of the power of words, but is now launching a brand new project, a brand new program designed especially to imbue young Jewish adults with an understanding of what immense transformational power our greatest speeches have. Welcome to the show, the boss, the CEO, the president of Tikva, Eric Cohen. Hello, my friend. Yeah, hello. It's great to be here. The boss, it makes, you sound, it makes me sound like I'm running the mafia here or something, but I'm thrilled to be a guest. Well, Tikva is a tremendous organization, a great repository of tremendous intellectual programs for adults and for younger adults. Tell me about this specific program, which I really could not be more excited about. So, look, great speeches can change history. Great speeches can shape the human soul. And we came up with this idea to make August a month of studying some of the most important leaders and speeches in Jewish history, in American history, in Zionist history, really for three reasons. I think the first is that I think young Jews today need models of excellence from history that they can emulate. You know, if you look at the history of education, one of the most important books that young people read was Plutarch. Why? Because Plutarch put great lives in front of young people. And I think that's what we want to try to do with this month of speeches from all of these great figures in history that might inspire young Jews to follow in their example and to learn from their example. I think the, the second idea behind this is the idea that at critical moments, critical moments of decision, critical moments where history itself might hang in the balance, words matter. I mean, what brings that to life more than Churchill, you know, during the Second World War and those dark moments where his words seem to will a nation and a civilization to victory? And I think you want to teach young people how speeches can change history. And I think the third idea, in a way, is a very different idea, which is not that speeches can always change history, but sometimes they can redeem it. Meaning life and, and history and, and human affairs are always marked by tragedy and by difficulty. But sometimes words can make sense of it and give it meaning in ways that are redemptive. You know, you think about Ronald Reagan's speech after the Challenger disaster, that terrible explosion of a shuttle, and where he turned it into a moment of redemption for the country. So our idea is simple, that if you can give 
us an hour and a half with a seventh grader or an eighth grader or a ninth grader or a tenth grader or eleventh grader or a high school student that you can put before them some of these great speeches and great leaders, and maybe it'll orient their lives and their souls in a way that is meaningful. And so I would be amiss if I did not ask you, my friend, to select one or two snippets from your own favorite speeches, maybe some that you intend to teach to the course's attendees, and delight us with a few powerful moving words. Well, I won't, I won't try to do them in accent here, but I'll pick two quickly if you'll <laughs> indulge me, because they capture, I think, these two dimensions of, of why words matter. So one is from Churchill. It's in the heat of, you know, World War II, and where he puts before us the evil that we face in, in the fight against the Nazis, and the fact that victory is the only course. And so he declares, we have before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind. We have before us many, many long months of struggle and of suffering. You ask, what is our policy? I will say it is to wage war by sea, land, and air, with all our might and with all the strength that God can give us, to wage war against a monstrous tyranny never surpassed in the dark, lamentable catalog of human crime. That is our policy. You ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word. It is victory. Victory at all costs, victory in spite of all terror, victory however long, hard the road may be. A speech that really changed the the course of civilization in a powerful way and rallied the spirit against this horrible evil. So that'll be one of the many speeches we teach. But another one is one of the most powerful speeches in Jewish history in a a moving elegy to Jewish loyalty at the beginning of the Book of Ruth. And it's a famous speech where she declares, having faced all this loss in their lives, Ruth declares, wherever you go, I shall go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. And I think part of our purpose in this program is to try to deepen the attachment of young Jews to their own majestic inheritance, their own Jewish civilization. And Ruth's words have always struck me as a powerful evocation of that depths and passion and unyielding Jewish loyalty. So those are two of my favorite speeches. Two of about 60 we'll be teaching in August, and we're hoping to attract a lot of young people to join us. And so only one question remains. Where could anyone interested go to learn more about this wonderful initiative? So this is going to happen in, in August, and we've designed it almost like a gym membership, meaning people can sign up and they can come to you know as many of the different classes in the evenings or on Sundays as they want. They can do it from anywhere. It's very flexible, and it's all online, meaning you can zoom in from, from home, from camp, from your car, hopefully not your car, but, um, but it's really meant to give people a way even in a summer where people should rightly be back out in in nature and back out with their friends, a chance to keep studying with some of the greatest teachers in the country. So all this is explained at tikvahonlineacademy.org. And, you know, we're hopefully going to get, you know, a tremendous group of young people. And anyone that's interested, I encourage them to take a look. Eric Cohen, thank you so much for the wise words. Churchill's, Ruth's, and your own. Thank you for being our guest. Liel, thanks as always for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. 
I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at Take One Dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Okay.